Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Well, (laughs) this is a treat. We have got the four-time BAFTA-winning brother and sister duo, Charlie and Daisy May Cooper. Or Daisy May and Charlie Cooper. I mean, take your pick. They're both equally wonderful. Um, and as a as a comedy anorak, to have uh, such comedy royalty in the podcast booth was uh, oh man, it was a treat. They've got a new book out, and as you will hear in the podcast, <laughs> this is an exceptionally funny book. Some books make you know some some amusing books make you smile or smirk or you know laugh inwardly, um, whereas this. The new book from uh, the new This Country book had me in full on hysterics and uh, there's so many gags in there. The writing is as beautiful as you would expect from the hit BBC show. Um, So we talk a lot about the book. So there are big laughs to be had. If you are looking for a Christmas present for someone, I would recommend the the new This Country book. Uh, It's glorious (laughs) it really is it's so funny we talk a lot about the show and then i'm going to use the word journey again i maybe i should i should put a pound in a jar every time i say the word journey but their journey i've said it a lot now um how they how they got to where they've come from to where they are now is pretty remarkable so they they wrote this show this country it was turned into a pilot for a different channel it was a very different show um, the pilot was dropped and then they were dropped by the production company. And so then they had to start from square one. They wrote countless numbers of countless number of drafts of this country. And so they've had to jump through a lot of hoops and go around a lot of houses. And then when they finally made it, it's, it is a lovely story. And then cut to winning four BAFTAs. And Daisy May had always vowed, you may remember this from the BAFTAs, I think I think I can say it went viral, I know that term gets overused a lot, but this did go viral, because Daisy May wore a dress, except it wasn't an ordinary dress, it was a Swindon Town Football Club dress, um, and it unquestionably uh, stole the show from the BAFTAs. So uh, they're wonderful. They're so funny. Um, and then <laughs> then we talk a lot about, drum roll, ghosts. Something, something uh, perhaps we don't talk about enough. So there's a lot of ghosts chat. 
and it's non-ironic ghost chat. The two of them are obsessed with and love ghosts. So Daisy May shares a story about an encounter with an actual ghost. And what were they doing after the podcast? They were going, because they don't live in London. They, 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 that show is is a true show. They do live in the country. Um, they want me to have a go at the accent. I, I did the right thing and didn't. <laughs> anyway, but after the podcast, they were going, again, non-ironically, they were going on an actual London ghost walk. So if you if you loved Daisy May and Charlie before this podcast, you will come away uh, wishing they were your best friends. They are wonderful. They are the real deal. Um, and I, I could not have been more grateful to have had them on. The, what, by the way, what a rich vein of I mean, I should, these are things I should just think rather than say out loud. But what a rich vein of guests. Uh, it's, it's what a blast. Anyway, before we get to. Daisy May and Charlie, the, the stars and creators of this country and a new book, uh, we have our good news section. Hello, well, oh, uh, good news this week comes from the sea, well, sort of. Um, if you're like me, you probably don't spend enough time by the sea because you live and work in London. But according to a survey of around 26,000 people, it would appear that living by the sea is very good for your mental health when compared to um, us stressed out city dwellers. Now, I think we can all probably vouch for this based on life experience. When I was a nipper as a Yorkshireman, we would go to, uh, with my grandparents and my sister, sharing way too much, we would go to Scarborough at least three times a year. If, if not for a day out, maybe for a an overnighter, we'd go see someone like Ken Dodd. I'm, I'm not even joking. Um, in concerts, not to, you know, have a meal with him. I would have loved that. He probably wouldn't have paid. Sorry, that was uh, topical in the late 80s. Anyway, where am I going with this? It has been proven that living by the sea is good for your mental health. There is a, a quote here. There's research done. This is from Dr. Matthew White, who's an environmental psychologist. Um, this kind of research into blue health is vital to convincing governments to protect, create and encourage the use of coastal spaces. Right. That, this is excellent. So that the, the, the research isn't just saying that we should all move to the sea, because obviously that's not entirely practical. It's a lovely idea. Have you got a mate? I've got I've got mates, plural, in fact. I mean, about three <laughs> who've moved. Just in general. No, I think your three mates who've uh, who've left London and moved to the coast, Brighton or Margate, and I do think they are genuinely happier for making that move. Whether it's whether or not it's because they've left London, which I love. I'm, I've never trashed London. I love it a lot. But whether or not it's because they live by the sea or whether it's because they're not in London, maybe it's a combo of two. But anyway, if you have thought about moving to uh, the coast, there's probably a good reason. It's because it's probably good for your mental well-being. There is a little bit more on this story in today's Balance magazine, which is out now. Uh, I'll say a bit more at the end of this podcast. Uh, there's loads of great stuff in there and uh, an amazing cover star in the form of Emily Sanday, who we are talking to for a special live edition for the podcast. Find out more, balance.media. Find out more, drop me an email, 
podcast at balance.media. If you're an Uber fan and you'd love to come along, I'm sure we can uh, crowbar you in. Podcast. I'm not over-promising there. Pro- uh, <laughs> drop me an email. We're doing a live episode of... The, there's no need for the clap. Live episode. I'm sticking with it. Of the podcast with Emily Sanday uh, next week. If you'd love to come along, podcast at balance.media. Uh, anyway, uh, now we have the, the, the wonderful, the incomparable, the, uh, the incredibly funny Daisy May and Charlie Cooper from the brilliant This Country. I love them. It's quite, a, it's quite an irritating expression when people say, uh, oh, I, I couldn't stop laughing. You think, really? Could, couldn't you really? But this, but this book is an absolute... And it's not just... I don't think it's just for fans either. I think I sound like I work for QVC and I'm trying to sell as many <laughs> oh, copies of your... Oh, that's so brilliant. But I How think lovely. regardless if you've not seen the show... In fact, I would say it's a great intro piece to the show if you've never seen it. So it's for oh, fans amazing. and newbies, isn't oh. it? That's so, so nice. What a lovely thing yeah, to say. And if you <laughs> dial 087, are you? Yeah. six Well, we loved writing it, didn't we? We absolutely loved writing it. I think it was just because we had much more creative freedom with it. You're so restricted when you're writing six episodes in a series and you've like, you got to think of plots and storylines, series arcs. So this was just be funny. And we, and we always do that, even writing the series. You, I think we drive us, producing directors, sort of mad because we'll go off on tangents and just write sort of long rambling, sort of in too much too much detail, sort of backstory about characters in like a scene. They're like, "What the hell is this? You can't do this here." So I but think we love criminal profiling people, yeah. like because that's what, how we kind of started off. Uh, yeah, but we'd go. I this, for example, there was this sort of guy that used to live in town would be like I, I know exactly what furniture you would have I know what you're going to eat tonight I yeah. know what canvases you're going to have on your walls it was yeah. like that Definitely. level of detail. of detail that we just loved and we get to kind of do that in the book yeah but then also by going into that detail that allows it that's where the gags come from isn't it because if you know that person mm. fully 3D fully formed an entire backstory it's a more organic way of getting the laughs I guess isn't it Totally, and they're fully formed characters, and they're not, you know, two dimensional. They're sort of, they have depth, and I think because they're all sort of based on, you know, probably mixtures of people that we know. So yeah. it's sort of easy to <laughs> do it in in a way. You know how they're going to react in any situation. Or we're doing Kerry's mum's autobiography was just like we could have done that. That could have gone on and on and on because we just we loved, loved that writing so it. much, and you know all the stuff about how she and Martin got together because it's stuff that we. Would, if we were a fan of the show, which we, are we sort of? Yeah. <laughs> we we would want to know. We would want to know. <laughs> we lo- would love to, you know, see details, you know. But we also love those kind of, you know, the Take a Break magazines. Oh, my God, where yes. it's like half man, half prawn, or I was abducted by UFO. And they, they go into, like, so much detail. I love how those are written. And we said, we've got to do something like that, but with Carrie's mum. Yeah. I mean, another another section that I could have happily read an entire book of, is uh, things that used to exist that no longer exist. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. But, the, but the, I mean, obviously you've written it for laughs and, you know, mission accomplished because <laughs> I was laughing hard. But there were things, I mean, this is so sad that I'm admitting this, but there were things on there I was going, oh my God, yeah, what happened to, to the game that you used to play on Sky? before? The, I mean, <gasps> Beehive Bedlam. Beehive Bedlam, yes. I mean, well played, maestros. Oh, 
Oh my goodness! Where the did you pull that from? Where were you to play it? We all were the time? addicted to it. That's all. Uh, you know, you used to get so stressed out, you would smash up I, the remote control. Genuinely, so I yeah. remote control sellotaped. But that it was always when you were really bored, waiting for the Simpsons to come on, that you'd just go, "Should we go on it?" Do you remember Fathom? It used no. to be on there as well. Just what was Fathom? Out. Fathom was also a Sky game, but it was really hard. Was it underwater? It was underwater yeah. and you had to sort of that not was touch good, the sides. But that was more frustrating, I thought. Yeah. But Beehive Bedlam was just the panic. And the music. When you're the music and when you're running out of like a yellow flower and you've only got yellows in the top line. Yeah. It's giving us all anxiety from such an early age. <laughs> it is. Um there was also there was a game on Channel 4 text called, was it Bamboozle? Bamboozle! Oh we used God. to play that. Yeah. Oh, my oh, my goodness. God. I get home from school and play Bamboozle. It was like a quiz, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my. It was like, pre- press the red button for this. Press totally. The green button. And if you got one wrong, I think that was, that was game over Red Rival, yeah. wasn't it? Oh. I think of the time that I wasted playing, doing things like that. But it was, lo- it was lovely to be reminded of. Uh, oh, and then the line about, um, it's, it's something like, it's so sad that we'll never get to hear the line... Can you get off the internet because I want to use the phone? Yeah. I mean, this is this is sort of rich detail where, you know, if I wasn't laughing, I'd be sat applauding oh, on the train when I'm reading that's it. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. Um, I also I'll go I'll go into full QVC mode here. Mm. You talk about detail, but there is there are gags in this book in every nook and cranny. So even like the, there's a corner of a page where there's a gag about a pub quiz team and anyone who makes a reference to my wife's promiscuity will be yeah. I mean that's uh... village news yeah what's on page oh. yeah I mean that's well oh. it was just so that's the thing you could you, we just had total freedom Free to rain. do whatever Probably we too wanted too much freedom but no you, no no no, no. Mean, that was good that was oh, good. that was the right amount of uh, freedom so how, how on earth I think I said this to you when we chatted earlier it was a lovely throwback to when TV shows used to do a uh, an annual or a book inspired by a, a show. I remember Spitting Image doing one back in the 80s and it was, a game was like packed with lots of gags. How on earth did you map it all out? How did you know what was going to go where? Because it it doesn't fade as the, yeah. you know, some books they run out of puff as you get towards mm-hmm. the end, but this is just wall-to-wall bangers. Oh, well, that's we lovely. always loved the Viz annual. Oh, yeah, yes. we're obsessed, obsessed with Viz yeah. every Christmas. Mum would buy get. one every Christmas, mm-hmm. so... We'd sort of read it out to each other over, you know, Christmas dinner and stuff. So, and that was always like real nuggets of like just pure laughs, and it was brilliant. I think when we knew we were going to do a book for this, we just wanted it to be really hard hit, sort of, sort of instant, so we could open it at any page and get a laugh. You know, well, I like to think so anyway. Yeah. Oh, and get little nuggets. So, I think that's the best way of consuming something. So you can come in at any point. It's not like a narrative, but. Um, yeah, and it was, I guess, putting it together, I think the premise just being sort of Karen Curtin's version of the Village News just meant it was, it could just be, you know, home for ev- all the characters to submit something or, um, you know, all the, the Karen Curtin found something like Mandy's Letters to the Dogs Trust or something like that. Um, so it was quite easy, really, to put it all together. It was just mishmashed. Yeah. And also, once you've got a premise, do I, am I guessing that... In, with some of those, once you had the premise, you were like, right, away we go. What, there's one specific one I'm referring to there, and it's uh, Martin Mucklow's Greatest Man of All Time. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of right, it was sort of right itself to a degree, because it, you'd focus on each character at a time. It's like, well, what would Martin submit into yeah. like a, 
a newsletter or what would he want people to read? <laughs> yeah. And it would be his top ten list of greatest And of course, men of all time. he would have to be on his top yes, ten list. Yes, he would of be on his list. Men. That didn't disappoint. Um, I, 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 feel, I know, I feel, I'm, I'm wandering into spoiler territory here, but the. Um, can, I, can, I, can I say three of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tommy from Ground Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Love Straight that. away. Top oh, corner. Oh, my goodness. So, you've set your stall out. Tommy from Ground Force is, is number one. And, yes. then, and then by then, I'm rubbing my hands together because I, 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 I reckon, and not in a cocky way, but in a. In a with a heart, with my heart filled with love, I reckon I could have correctly guessed the next couple, right? Right. Yeah. So Jimmy Nail, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the <laughs> but if this was a fight, if you punch me in the face with uh, Tommy from Ground Force, then you've you've it, it's a stomach yeah stomach blow with Jimmy. But then the finishing move where I was good night, thank you. Uh, Rick Parfit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rick, yes, I've forgotten about I love, that. I love Rick Parfit so much. I, there's but, something about yeah, him. There is something about it's him that's lovable. because he looks like the woman from Birds of a Feather. Yes, yes he does. It, it's just that it, for us, it encapsulates that like period of time, that sort of double denim, bad hair, clinging on to like, the late 80s. It was sort of but later on. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, in the 90s, that's exactly what it was, yeah. And it was like status quo, even as a band. I just so, oh, I'd like, they're I like. So, I sort of like them, but they're of a, you know the type of person that likes them. They're so say. naff, but they're brilliant. They kind of remind me of what local bands would have been in that. How do they caught a break? Especially yeah. around where we live. Where we live, sort of, it's yeah. it feels very Cornish, Dorset. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. Sort of the British take on rhythm and blues, which is so... Ne- but the worst take you could possibly do. Yes. I remember being at Glastonbury. This was a long, long time ago. I think, I'm going to guess it was the Sunday daytime and the next band on the main stage were Quo. And at, at that time, it was it was the most... I'd rather them than the Beatles at that yeah. specific Yeah, hour. yeah. And they, but, you know, because they, they do bang out the hits, don't they? Um, when you mention Viz, um, this is a very niche question. I'm putting you on the spot. Can you recall, because I, I can, did you ever have a favourite letter? You know, one that had stayed with you? The letterbox. Yes. Um, we do, um, oh, my God, what was it? There's one about, uh, I remember one a guy had said, my granddad fought in, I'm making this up, but it's you, know, you get the gag, fought in two world wars, he received medals and he fought on the beaches. Uh, but compared to Dame Ellen MacArthur sailing around the world in a boat, he, uh, what he did very much feels like an act of cowardice. <laughs> Oh, that was so oh, good. Oh, there were so it. many. We loved the one that said, um, I was I was horrified as I walked to see, out, out of the supermarket into the car park to see a kangaroo had escaped. Only on closer inspection, it was just a greyhound having a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love this. Think- we used to love, i tell you what we loved more, was yes. the adverts. Do you remember they used oh, to do my gosh. Little Ted West? Little Ted West. There was a... The cats in the Jesus Christ and Cats. Yes, like. there was a little baby Hitler and the headline was, Ich bin ein naughty boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was lovely. Yes, that was so good. But I would, I would, I would genuinely say, because what what this book did for me was was I was able to relive all these moments in my life when I was younger, and I I would buy Viz or I'd buy one of those annuals. Um, so to combine my love of the show with my love of all those things, so I would again full QVC mode. But for Christmas morning, if you would say, if you knew someone who who enjoys a laugh, 
that's like the dream. I mean, that's the perfect thing to. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Because what you want thank is you. what you want. To, what there's nothing better than laughing like a twat at the Christmas table. Isn't oh, it? it's the oh. best. It's the best feeling. Yeah, it is. The so best. good. And that's yeah. Reading. We all. That's why we always buy that annual. Don't read a visit yeah. annual every year. But hopefully people will do that with our books, especially if they can do it in a West Country accent when they're reading it out. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I, I barely, Give it a go. I barely got my Leeds accent left, let alone uh, <laughs> try, try in West Country. Um, well, one thing our... Some of our listeners may not know that you're... I know I, I've got to stop using the word journey because I know that we're not on the X Factor. But your journey from where you've, been, where you've come from to where you've been with the four BAFTAs, I mean, it's... It's, I mean, that in itself is the stuff of a Hollywood movie, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's yeah, wonderful. It's been a crazy few years, yeah, the whole, from when we started writing, which is ages ago now, probably about 2011, <clears throat> to now it's just been a, such a roller coaster, like sort of the biggest highs and biggest lows. But um, no, we started, it took us a long while to get the show commissioned, and so it was a long time in the making. I think it was five years it was floating around before it got picked up properly. Um, and we did it. We had a pilot which wasn't very good and got dropped. And so we've done it. We've gone around the houses a little yeah. bit. But, um, but, we had, but it had to be that bad for us to know what it was like to be that good. Yes, I think. we had to make mistakes and we made every mistake there is to make. But yeah. Sort of got there in the end, I suppose. Was there ever, was there ever a moment where you thought, fuck this, I can't, I can't go on anymore? Uh, I think it was when we got a phone call that was saying ITV had dropped the pilot, the awful pilot, and and also the production company had dropped us. Yeah, and he had to go out for a walk because it was just too. And I just burst into tears in the bed, and I just thought, I can't. If we can't do this, then we can't do anything. Do I literally anything don't know what I'm going to do right next because it, we'd put so much into it. It was yeah. our baby. And we could, there was nothing else. There couldn't no. have been anything else. Because it felt because we had sort of bad producers and people didn't quite get the show, so it felt like we didn't have a fair crack at the whip. It it could have been so much better, but then but it was we compromised so much on the pilot and all loads of good stuff got taken out and stuff like they didn't want they they, they said Kerry's mum could never be a character that's not seen. That just wouldn't be funny. I mean, I couldn't. And then, do, I wasn't allowed to do the voice for Carrie's mum. And, and that's I mean, they're some two of, of the favourite characters. Two so. of the most delicious gags are the fact no. that you never see her and that Carrie's it's doing the voice. Yeah. They, oh, it was so many things. You weren't even in it. I wasn't in it. No, which is probably why I got dropped. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What? He wasn't in the pilot. No, we had. No, someone else. Well, we. Had, it was a bit of a different story. We had a male lead. But before this country, it was like a, there was sort of like a love element between the two main characters, so they weren't related, and that didn't work. It was just awful. And we found out, obviously, during the pilot, it was just getting in the way of everything. It was funny, and it was too sort of schmaltzy, and is that word schmaltzy? <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so we, when it got commissioned by B- BBC, is when we basically said we're just like. I think you were like, just say that you, you're going to be the male lead. I was like, really? I've never acted before. He's like, yeah, you, you can do it. And it was at a time when BBC Three was going online, so they commissioned lots of stuff, but you sort of got left alone. So no sort of big execs came in and said like, well, wait, hang on, this guy can't be in it because he's never acted before. So I sort of snuck through the back door about, you know, when no one was watching. Oh, can you <laughs> imagine if you'd not been in it? It would have been... I know, but it's like, it was a series of like... Wow, we man. Happy yeah. coincidences that... 
sort of enabled it to happen. Mm. It was sort of the perfect environment, and in any other, it so easily could have not have happened. Yeah. Um, but it was like through years of reading out the scripts and doing the accent, and you sort of I was sort of gradually adopting that character anyway, so it was sort of naturally happening. There was no, there's nobody that could play it but you. Well, it's just, yeah, it's bizarre to think that, you know, that we tried anyone else, but it was, well, that sounds a bit arrogant of me. But. Without uh, making myself cry as if I'm Noel Edmonds on Noel's Christmas presents <laughs> yeah. here, but are you aware, uh, are you aware how inspiring your story is, given that you, you kept going, you kept going, you had what was at one point the ultimate knockback, but you yeah. persevered and then cut to the BAFTAs and you, you know. Oh, God. But crazy, and we always used to say, I mean, you always used to say, if we ever got invited to the BAFTAs for whatever reason, you'd always wear the the Swindon, the Swindon yeah. dress. Yeah. I always said that from even years, from yeah. like, it's like ten years ago, and it's like so the, that's amazing. To turn up that evening and actually do that was just the most, yeah, un, unbelievable. And we, our parents were there. It was just it amazing, was incredible. We just couldn't. The, the thing was though, like, we just couldn't. I don't know why we didn't give just give up like because, yeah. and get normal jobs. It was meant, but we just couldn't, could we? Well, I think we always had belief that you know that we had belief in ourselves and we had belief in in the idea. So yeah, it is about perseverance. So what was the turning point then? How did you go from? Because I mean, when the channel say no and the production company drop you, that is mm. that's back to square one, isn't it? Yeah. So then, what what happened? What was the uh, what was the turning point there? Well, luckily we had. I couldn't sleep that night. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, and I, my mind was going, and I said, th- I said, right, we we have to email uh, Shane Allen, who's the head comedy commissioner. Well, we knew he BBC. had seen Had... a taster tape of ours like an early one that was more like this country and we all, we knew that he we found out that he had liked it so we sort of yeah you I, I managed to get hold of his email that night and um good for you oh god no and, that's I mean that's amazing and yeah. we just said we said right we've got to write this email and we've got it it has to be as funny as possible and then I said I mean I I, I was so desperate and I put, we put everything and we said, look, I will dress up like the Karate Kid and hang outside your office every day, every day until you speak to me because you're like a Mr. Miyagi to me. And uh, and I was pr- fully prepared to do... I would have st- I would have slept outside. Well, you got the karate outfit from the I, charity shop. I did, and I was <laughs> ready to do it. You'd have waxed on like a gun. <laughs> he um, messaged back saying, don't do that, it's coming for a meeting. Yeah, so that was lucky, but yeah, we would then, have done anything. And then he, yeah, we went in for a meeting, and pretty, he pretty much commissioned the series straight away, and said, and he was like, "Well, you don't." I was like, you "Sure, you don't want to do a pilot?" And he was like, "No, you've already done one. Just do a series." And it, oh he's, my god, yeah. he's a mate. He's incredible, he and most... he's he's sort of old school in the fact that he he will see he sees potential and stuff, and he will just give you the opportunity because he knows he knows yeah. he's got that intuition, and it's incredible. And he's done it with so many other people. He's he really um, is an angel. He's incredible, yeah. So we owe everything to him, really. And then, and he doesn't. He, he's unlike. He he really believes in in comedy, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he lives he, and breathes he, it. Yeah, he's, it's not just a job for him. Yeah, is it fair to say um, it was a word? I mean, the, the, 
in many ways, the best kind of smash is the word of mouth smash. I mean, it, it felt that way. It was a word of mouth thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I think being on, well, being online, being on BBC Three, we always said right. that. Sorry, the sound that you can hear is Daisy vaping. Um, you we've had we've here. we've had guests taking heroin in here. So yeah, oh, right. are you kidding? No, I am kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Um, sorry, I just vaped. Yeah, what was I saying before that? Oh, can I BBC vape again. Oh, word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. Yeah, <laughs> Shall so... I vape again? Trigger it. <laughs> well, quickly. Can I quickly you, vape? Gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry yeah. on. Now. God. Um, yeah, the show being online, you're, you're so, you think, God, is anyone ever going to find this? Is anyone going to watch it? So you do have to rely loads on word of mouth. And I think we knew that before, it, as it was coming out and before it came out. Um, but stuff like, you know, being on, like Facebook and Twitter, you can see, you can see how people find stuff and I think that's do. the best way if it go, comes around organically rather than, rather than being pushed in people's faces because then people yeah. are more critical of it because and people love being the yeah. one that discovers something and takes it to the face like oh my god you have to watch this yeah, they have that sense, ownership yeah. everyone wants to be that guy don't they yeah totally yeah, oh my god so that guy is a bit boring you go <laughs> watch this watch this you gotta watch this you heard it here first oh, yeah. oh there's nothing takes the wind out of that guy's sails then you're going oh, I've already seen it yeah. oh, oh. You know, mother, um it was Brian Gittins, um, the character actor Brian Gittins, David Earl. He he recommended it to me. I so, so as soon as it started, he loved David, David Earl. Earl. Yeah, he plays. He's it. He does a lot of stuff with uh, Ricky Gervais and writes a lot with Joe Wilkinson. Uh, trying to think what you learned oh from. Oh my god, he's a character actor. Is Brian Gittins? I know him. Brian Gittins is absolutely the. the I, I saw like, it was a short film, or it was like a. That's right. Yeah, it was just so funny. So different. He WhatsApped me. It had just started and he said something like, I think his WhatsApp, it was literally something like, this is, this will be your new favourite Oh, that's show. amazing. Really? Yeah. That's, that's so nice. So sweet. That's how, things, that's how these things happen, isn't it? Mm. I suppose. Um, what was the moment, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but what, what was the moment when uh, you thought, oh, hang on a minute, this is, this is actually catching on? Um... Oh, when we did, uh, we did a kind of live uh, show in Sirencester, like a kind of Q and A, and they there was like two hundred seats or something, and I was I thought no, there's no way they're going to fill fill those seats. I thought nobody's going to show up. It's going to be really embarrassing, and 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 people that it's sold out within. Yeah, I mean that was quite. A... Half a day, and that was such a shock. Like all these fans in the room, and they're quoting lines oh, back to you, God. and and I couldn't quite. It yeah, was no, extraordinary, definitely, I, wasn't it? I, well, because the thing is, like so having Twitter and stuff, you can see immediately, you can get feedback instantly. So and that can be dangerous. That well, is really dangerous. Yeah. I remember when that's Russian. First... I mean, that's Russian roulette. Really. It totally oh is. God. We don't do it anymore. But I think when the first series came out, the first episode. I think we were refreshing hashtag discussion. Oh, everybody was saying it was shit. No, we're yeah. joking. There was a you know generally I think it was there was more positive than negative, but oh. I think it took a while for people to understand, understand what the fuck it was. Yeah, um, 
Sorry, I just thought. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You're absolutely fine. Yeah. Are you sure? 100%. I've been vaping, I've been swearing. No, it's been, it's been the heroin. It's been wonderful. God, it's like the sex pistols in here. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, know, I, say, I mean, I don't remember. I've seen it. The yeah. Bill, Bill Grundy, isn't it? Yeah, Bill Grundy. Yeah, I tell you theory. who we're obsessed with. You dirty rotter. No, who's you the London? Rotter. Towers of London. Oh, yeah. Who's, what's the guy called? Donny Tourette. Donny Tourette. Donny Tourette. I wouldn't have that. Well, yeah. Yes. Mate, that was good recall. Oh, my God. He, you're a fan of his and he's a fan of you. Yeah. What we are your favourite clips? We just... Do you remember the bit where he takes his belt off? Oh, just, yeah. Oh, my God. And when he starts smoking. It's just so... He takes his belt off and just leathers this dude, doesn't he? Oh, what, in the, in the, it was a documentary, wasn't it? Yeah. Was oh, like, yeah. I didn't see that. Him and, like, they probably beat up this American guy, isn't it? Yeah. Why? What was the what was the docu- was it it was like a fly on the wall thing that followed them around, wasn't it? Was, it was it was yeah. Yeah, Towers of London Doctor. It was like a channel four I don't know what was it, it was. Was it even like Bravo or something? Oh like maybe, that? maybe. I can't remember. But that moment when he goes, We shouting at his manager, we fucking dick on the sex business. <laughs> <laughs> you you think sex was a rock and roll? Yeah, it was so good. Oh, I love him. And then the, Am- the Simon Amstel uh, clip as well. Oh, my God, that was brilliant. So you're smoking, you're... you're Buying with... shops, no, buying cigarettes you can legally <laughs> buy in <get>. shops. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, that was... That was, uh, that was brilliant. I want to cross Donny Tourette, though, so I better stop that one there. Um, so then you cut to... The, you jump cut to the, the BAFTAs. So the show becomes this word of mouth hit but then it grows and grows and the momentum and the love for the show is to me felt just beautiful so positive there was a real following loads of love for the show and then the BAFTAs what could you talk us through that what is that like when they first of all what was it like when you found out you were nominated because I mean that's life changing isn't it yeah even being nominated was amazing it felt like uh, it wasn't real (laughs) It was it was bizarre. Jeremy Beadle prank. But you know what? It's weird those things because it's it because it is so surreal and it all happens very quickly and it, nothing you don't have time for anything to sink in. Like even jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
when your name's read out and then you... Yeah, and you're whistled. Yeah. It didn't actually sink in for quite a while afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Because... And you're looking around, it's just like, you know, celebrity spotting all evening, just being like, oh, because it's insane. Oh, my God, there's Sean Bean's over there drinking a whiskey. (laughs) Tony from Hollyoaks is absolutely off his face over there. (laughs) And he actually was... Oh, we, poor he, Tony from Hollyoaks. He had no idea who we were, and we, no, we bundled you do, him. The, there's a line, <laughs> a line in the first series about yeah. um, like, what you're you like doing? Tony from Hollyoaks, and we absolutely mobbed him when we saw him. He, he actually ran away. Yeah, he I did saw run. he ran away from us when we weren't watching. Did he run? He ran. I saw it. He, Are you kidding? It was a light jog. <laughs> oh my god, that is embarrassing. And that, so when when they read your name out and you're up there, what's what is that? like because then everyone does know who you are i can't even remember it i can't remember it was just so it was just so extraordinary it's amazing and nuts i mean to get recognized by anyone but being yeah bafta and, and being in in you know on stage in front of all the people that were there would just and having and and having people come up to you and say they've watched a show people like ant and deck you know that, that's insane. Nuts. They say, "Oh, love the show." It's just it felt like a yeah, like a, it did feel like we were getting punked. <laughs> Plus, it's lovely at the same time, though, isn't it? I know it's a lot to take in. Oh, but amazing! When you've got these Incredible. these heroes and yeah. faces telling you that this thing you've created that they've they've yeah. watched and loved, you know, you do get there's that bit of imposter syndrome a little bit. You think, oh my god, so much of that. God, do we do we deserve to be here? Do yeah. We, are, we, are people going to find out that we're just frauds and that this is the only <laughs> thing that we can... Way. We totally fluked it and we're never going to be able to write anything funny again. Yeah. A, a common thread on this podcast has been, and a lot of the interviews that I do actually, is this imposter syndrome. And I will say, I say this as a compliment yeah. and as a fan, you're in great company because it's it tends to be the people I would consider... I'm saying it's because yeah. it's the super talented, successful people are the ones who oh, struggle it's... with imposter syndrome. I think I've even read Mike Myers has, really? has struggled with imposter syndrome. God, we love oh, that, my God. I saw there was a thing on Twitter circulating. Sam Neill. Is yeah. Sam Neill the actor? And he, he was talking about, I think, yeah, it is that thing of everyone, everyone's shitting themselves that all they're the time. out. Yeah, and yeah, in, in doing everything, and you don't realize. And you think fifth, everyone's, yeah. everyone else is together, but they're not. Everyone, it's like even like the morning after a night out, and you get the horrors of what you did. Yeah. It's oh like, my god. Everyone gets that, and no one's thinking about anyone else. You're yeah. just thinking about yourself. So, unless you did something really bad, then everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do something really bad. Um, oh, not that I mean, that went no. very quiet when I said that. <laughs> nothing to do. So like dial an X or something like that. It wasn't. <laughs> Found a body in the river. I'm gonna to have to cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a chipper host. Um, I mean, one thing in the book, I've made myself blush. That is brilliant. One thing in the book is that um, it's lovely to see some proper um, dark comedy in there because there is there is some rich black laughs to be had, aren't there? Like yeah. the, for the fantasies, for example. Oh, oh yeah. I, yes. Sanding the chair leg and opening the mouth and yes. so on. That yeah. actually came from an ex-boyfriend. What? He was really into being an inanimate object. And I just found that hilarious. This is years ago. Can I even say this? Yeah. 
And we said, and he would write me letters where it was. And Mum found one the other day that said, "All I want you to do is tie me to a tree, and leave me in the middle of a forest without a mobile phone. Without a mobile phone, like really kind of weird, submissive, weird stuff." And we said, "We've got to write something like this." So that's inspired by mm. my mental ex-boyfriends. I mean, it's horrible that you went through that, but at the same time, <laughs> careful I'll say this. When I read that, I did think, right, A, wow, that's incredibly funny, but also B, wow, where have they pulled that from? <laughs> yeah, the fact, that it's, from the fact that it's based on a chilling true story. Oh, my is, God, yeah. That's, that is remarkable. Now, um, I know I asked, this, I asked this both when we chatted for the mag, but what can you tell us about series three? So Without and the key thing I yeah. said at the time was I know we can't spoil anything. Um, series three, I, I suppose. I think there was the book club. Yeah. Oh the, yes, yeah. yeah, book club. So Mandy does her own book club. Um, oh no, she she goes along. To she goes book along to book club, but only wants to <laughs> review her own books that she's written. Which yeah. was just that was so funny to film. I think well, yeah, everyone was just Oh my god, it was so difficult. I, I could not get through that. Yeah. It was absolutely she's amazing. She is just genius. Like even with like Im- improvisation, she's just so on it. She, everything that comes out of her mouth is it's perfect. Funny. That's nice. It's like when we did the tattoo book scene, that oh was again really hard scene to film because we couldn't get a clean take because we just kept laughing. She's just yeah, she's so good. That's a lovely feeling though, isn't it, where you're you don't know when you're going to stop laughing. Well, yeah, I mean... <sighs> or is it problematic on a set? It's really, yeah, on a set. When well, Paul Chahidi's the worst. Who plays the vicar. Me and him set each other off all the time. He is... <laughs> there's one... There's a talking head in a new series, which has got one of my favourite lines in, but he just couldn't... He couldn't do it. There's like one take out of 20 that was sort of usable. Usable, he, yeah. It's just amazing. You've reminded me when you mentioned the vicar, um, and I, I wrote it down to remind myself, um, an ode to my son. Um, yeah. I mean, that was full-on full on guffaws as I'm reading that about, oh. uh, you'll inherit my baldness. But it's the, the detail of the fact that the son's friends were all present. So how, 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 are you, how do you come up with something like that? I th- it was just sort of, it's just exactly the sort of thing the vicar would do I think there's sort of he's our, probably one of our favourite characters to write for isn't he yeah he is yeah. definitely and, cause we, and especially in the book we pushed it a little bit especially with his sort of Desert Island discs like yeah. songs that shaped oh his life gosh. and he is a kind of secret narcissist I think yes there definitely. is an ego there especially yeah yeah because the fact that the and again in the best way possible but the fact that the songs that shaped my life goes deliberately goes on and on and on because he's clearly loving yeah yes, sharing yeah, all this yeah. yeah totally may i ask uh, so we'd met once before on uh cats does countdown in manchester yes so may i ask you've got david copperfield coming up yes i've got david copperfield yes i went to go see the premiere of that the other day and it is amazing armando nucci is just Genius, uh, absolute genius. So, so I would say every to tell everybody to go watch that film because it's, it's really out quite funny. soon, isn't it? It's out January tenth, I think. But it was. It's like The Office meets 
Dickens. That's sure. the only way I can just. I, I don't know how he's managed to make it as funny as it is, but it is so funny and it's it feels so modern, even though it's yeah set in the Dickensian times. It's amazing because when it was announced, you know, we all love Ianucci, um, and we all love Dickens. But when it was announced, I thought, how's how's he gonna how's Ianucci gonna do a take on that? And that's how he's done it. Oh then. my god! Are you you just wait. I I don't. I, I think this will be the most one of the most successful things he's ever done because Fantastic. it's so warm and it's so and there's no there's not one swear word in it but he still manages no still manages to make it wow absolutely hilarious God, compare that to the thick of it compare that to the thick of it i mean that's yeah. a what a, and you've what got an astonishing yeah. show also yeah, peter capaldi talking thick of it playing a really lovely character who like doesn't swear at all, but it is really, really funny. And then there's the sci-fi thing as well. You made me laugh. You made me laugh very hard. You, made, you always make me laugh, but you uh, you made me laugh very hard when you said something like, uh, I think your exact words were, uh, I, I can't do the voice because you'd uh, reach over and punch me if I attempted it. But it's something like, the set burnt down, so fuck knows if there's going to be a second series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The set down. Avenue 5. Avenue, yeah. 5. Avenue 5. So it was like, I, I, they're not sure, but they think it was like camera batteries that were left overnight to recharge. But oh my God, it's like 8 million. It's the most pounds. expensive comedy ever, isn't it? It's the most expensive Seriously? comedy that's, that's ever been. Now, um, one thing you, you both mentioned was uh, how The Office had, uh, what, what lovers you were of The Office, and then. Um, I'd asked if you'd got the opportunity to speak with either of the, the two guys, Ricky mm. Gervais or Stephen Merchant, and then you'd got a phone call from... From Stephen, yeah. So I'm going to be doing uh, a show that he's written rather soon that's uh, in Bristol, and it's something to do with um, his mum and dad worked with young, like, sort of, well, not offenders, what are they called... What's it called when you offend and you've got to do like community oh, service yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff? So that's going to be really exciting. I mean, just to work with him, the person that inspired you in the first yeah. place. It's like, it's, that's just nuts. Here's a, fa- a fan question then. And this, this is more like an ego massage. But if uh, if the office inspired you guys, how, how how beautiful is that for you guys to then be inspiring the next wave of people coming through they watch this country oh, and they think yeah. and they know what you guys have gone through and they know mm-hmm. that the knockback after knockback but the, the you know if you inspire someone to get that laptop open or get the pen and pad out i mean that's that would yeah that's oh. amazing and they're desperate for writers new voices and like well, we I always think... say like the biggest advice we would give is well obviously never give up but write what you know because your yeah. story is just so and don't be worried that people won't get it because I think it's so important stuff has its own voice and original voice. You've, I think it's a good time for comedy now. Oh, you've got amazing like comedy staff, at the moment. Stuff Let's Flats and yeah. Dairy Girls. and Dairy Girls, Fleabag. Fleabag. I like, and they're all so specific and they've got such their own voice, their own language. that. And yeah, I think, I think that's the best. For comedy, that's, that's the, the sort of key, really. And write, write for yourself. Don't write to make Fuck somebody people, else no. laugh. Write to make yourself laugh. Because um, I've heard someone from the BBC say, it was like some comedy seminar, and they said, uh, I, I know that the public think 
that there are draw. I mean, this is like almost word for word. There are drawers full at the BBC of these uh, ten out of ten perfect scripts, and we've just not got around to reading them. And they said, "No, it's not true. We're, no, we are. Yeah. They're on. They're always on the lookout. Aren't they for yeah." The next yeah, so yeah. good idea, you know. Definitely. Uh, may, may I ask when you're not? Um, I know we've all got to go, but when you're not writing and making comedy, what are you? What are you doing uh, to step away from that from that world? Well, uh, we're obsessed with ghosts, so we watch <laughs> ghost hunting documentaries. We're going to go on a ghost walk tonight, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. As soon as it's finished, paranormal. Anything paranormal, <sighs> we're just obsessed. With. I actually, I have love, got, the, I um, love this. this I love this answer so much. Are you into ghosts? Well, do you remember um, Ghost Watch with Sarah Green and Mike Smith? Oh, is that when it, BBC all the One. thing and, and people thought it was real? It, people thought it was. I did a warm up for Harry Hill a few months ago. Sarah Green was on the show, and in the middle of the I mean, now I say it out loud, it feels dangerously unprofessional. But in the middle of the warm up, when there was a break, I said, "Sarah, do you mind if I ask you about Ghost Watch?" Guess what? She absolutely more than happy to so she was chatting oh, away my that many people thought it was real that Des Lynham live on Match of the Day had yeah. to say um, can you all stop ringing in Sarah is fine because <gasps> everyone thought do you remember she got pulled under the yeah oh my god oh god it was just a bizarre thing to do I don't know why what a, what a brave commission though yeah, yeah. really yeah. brave a... commission How did, where did they... just mental that Absolutely. I, do you know what? I want to go back and watch that again because I have not seen that in years. Yeah. I think it's on, unless someone's taken it down, it has been on YouTube. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. I so, have to see that. It was so well done. Because it, sort of, it was gradually, didn't it? Get... Yeah. And there was a double twist. If you've not seen it, I'm going to, this is a spoiler. The twist, because at the end it turns out it was the girl rigging the whole thing and even Sarah says to the girl something like oh you poor thing and give me and so you think ah that's the end of that I think Parky back in the studio even says oh the poor girl she'd been and then it all goes yeah. absolutely oh, nuts and oh, Sarah gets dragged God. under then Mike Smith back in the studio Sarah Sarah and then like th- back in the studio things like falling off the yeah. ceiling oh, and stuff oh that's so clever so what, the girl had rigged up? So the girl had been banging the radiator. So at the very end of the show, I think someone opens a... I think Sarah Green might open a bedroom door. And I'm paraphrasing, it's something like the girl is seen banging the radiator. Because it was... Was it called tap? What was the what was the ghost called? Pipes, I think, wasn't it? Pipes. Oh. So she thinks the girl is the is responsible. But then the double twist right, is... I is that, see. You know, the so where, where, which ghost walk are you doing then? It's just... It's, I think it's called London Walks, and they do walks like every day and evening. And we used to do... When we lived in London for like a year, we used to go all the time. We used to love it. So... Oh, you're absolutely <laughs> oh, heroes. Would that ever... Um, your next... And we talk loosely about it. I know it's very early days, but is Ghost something that that would uh, influence a future project? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A- a- any opportunity you can see, even we've been uh, even in the script, we're always trying to crowbar ghosts into stuff, aren't we? But um, I think I'd love to do a go- like a a podcast, something like that, where we get people on who have seen ghosts. Oh, you should, because we've never seen yeah. one, and we're desperate. Have you never, so you've never seen a ghost. I've got, I've got <laughs> one recorded on my phone. So you're speaking. full on believers. I oh, we're full on oh, believers. Right, pl- right. Well, I know it. Right, well, I know we'll end on this, but please hit me up. What what happened with the phone then? I I my you phone's got out of battery, but I should I could play it. Oh no, I mean, it's, I mean oh, what my happened? God. I was in hospital 
and I did an EVP and you hear a woman's, I was on no. my own, a woman's voice saying, don't be afraid, like that, and it's really loud. And that's how I know that there, it exists. It's yeah. nuts. It is mad. Cause but I it's would incredible. Be, so I'm more sceptic than you. Yeah. That is, yeah, genuine voice there. I think I'm such a, I'm a bit like, you know, the Paul Lighthouse character in the fast show where one minute he's going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, 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 definitely believe it. And then you go, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a me- that's a- How did you get into that then, from the back of that, off the back of the voice? No, we just always it loved ghosts. Because it's, it's fun, isn't it? It's, it's like a fantasy it? thing. Mm. It's like thinking about fairies or mermaids or unicorns. It's like ghost hunting. And when you first hear, when you're a teenager and you start exchanging the stories of Ouija boards and stuff. I mean, it's oh, my God. oh it's we, so we, much fun. Did you? Yeah, we did an Ouija board when we were kids, and <laughs> we ended up <laughs> talking to a ghost called Kajik. Kajik. Oh, which this, is, hang on, this is it, which is just obviously a jumble of like <laughs> letters, <laughs> letters, and he wanted us to throw a yin yang in <laughs> the park lake in the Abbey Grounds Lake in Sorensen. <laughs> so we went down to the the shop in town, bought a yin yang. It was like a sort of hippie shop, wasn't it? Yeah. Threw it in the lake. And then he was at peace. <laughs> Kajik. Kajik. Who dr- he drowned in the lake. Didn't he make um, Tiffany Stubbs' uh, clock fall off the wall? Yes, and we screamed, didn't we? Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't put up properly, the clock. Yeah, was no, it, it, was, it, it wasn't. I don't think it goes. <laughs> this is so good. Did you ever see the Darren Brown one where he, I think they do the Ouija board on that. Oh, I haven't seen the Ouija no, board not, one. We've watched most of them. We like Darren Brown, but... You've he, seen the one where he stays with the Scouse psychic? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, no. That is on YouTube. Because he doesn't believe in any of that, does he? No, he, he goes to stay with a psychic up in Liverpool. And I'll... You know what? You, I, I won't spoil it. Yeah, no. I think I remember... I remember this... I think I remember... I will, I all right, I'll spoil it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an hour. So let's say for 55 minutes... It's very well made. You're thinking, maybe this, maybe this psychic is psychic, and then Brown completely debunks it. Yeah. At the, yeah, exposes him at the. Oh what they do is they go they go to someone's house, but they've switched all the stuff around. So he's he's relying on the kind of pop to oh, the loo. Oh, can I go to the toilet yeah. so he can look at the pictures? And... and he comes down. He's like, husband John. No. Oh my god. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I bought a massive off off the back of the. He did a ghosts one with a guy who was a passionate believer, and I bought a ghosts book that that was thicker than the yellow. It's not even that long ago, but thicker than the yellow pages with all the stories in it. So God, this has been a joy to talk about uh, oh talk about god. the book, talk about the show, to have these warm flashbacks to uh, things from a childhood, and then to end. On the gut, I mean, the, <laughs> the, ghost. the ghost stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, we could go on and on about that. Uh, bless you both. I can't, thank I can't you thank you both. So I hope you have an amazing time. Here's something I've never said before, and I, I couldn't be more enthusiastic. Hope you both have a great time on the ghost walk. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, we you. can't wait. It's been so on a on a on a purely fanboy level. We'd, we'd bonded on the phone there was pressure when you meet someone and then in the, you have a nice time on the phone that's one thing it was like oh. Die Hard we'd, like, uh, with the cop John McClane he bonded on yeah. the but you yeah. know, would we bond oh, in the flesh, in the flesh and then don't know. It's, been, it's been wonderful thank you so much thank and, you uh, so thanks for having us again oh. that was great cheers guys bless you thank you
God, that's the best one we've ever done. That was that's so the most lovely. enjoyable. Bless your heart. Interview we've ever done. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. I mean, that was just a joy, wasn't it? That was a. That was a. Uh, by the way, that was me because because I'm mindful that barely laughs aren't great on a podcast. So a lot of the time, that was me stifling laughter. But those two are uh, absolute triumph. Um, so the, yeah, the, their book. You will. You'll have a blast. You will. You will laugh hard. If you're not buying it for someone else, buy it for yourself. Um, do as a solid. If you've enjoyed this, please spread the word. Please tweet. Please share. Five star review, positive write ups, all of that. It helps like you would not believe. The new issue of Balance is out today. It's out today, Monday morning. Pick up a copy, please. Again, spread the love, spread the word. What a cover star, eh? Woo! Uh, the wonderful Emily Sanday. She was an absolute, I wouldn't say legend, but she was. She was an absolute legend. And her new album is sensational. Her new tour will be wonderful. God, I'm heart is about to explode with pure love here uh thank you as always it means the world um i've been james gill have a whatever you do today i hope you have a, a really wonderful day take care hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.